Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Ooh, it's so good to see each of you every single time. That's part of my abilities, you know. I can see who's listening. <laughs> okay, that would be kind of cool, actually. But yeah, no, I can't do that. So you know what I'm loving? All the questions that are coming in to be put on the podcast or not. Some people just want to ask the questions. If you have questions, you can email them to me at majana at lifeafterliferadio.com or put them in our Facebook page. And then if you do that, you're likely to get some really great insights and contributions from other people as well. So let's start out with a question that will help us feel the power. Remember how powerful we are. Victoria said that she feels a male's presence and sees something out of the corner of her eye. She even feels like it kind of hangs out in her husband's office. So she has asked this guy to leave and she has saged, but he's still hanging around. So her question is, what's next? What do I do? When I was reading the details, I wasn't quite sure if she was actually trying to connect with him or really get him to leave because she sounds like this amazing hostess. She's welcoming. She talks to him. She's left water out for him. So I'm a little confused as if she would like to establish a connection or really wants him to leave. So I'm kind of wondering if I'm confused, if he's confused as well. Here's the first thing that caught my attention here is that she said she asked him to leave. If you would like somebody to leave seriously that you can't see or that you definitely do not want in your house, please do not be a good host or hostess and don't invite them or ask them to leave. Command them to leave. This is your house and your domain. So just like you wouldn't open your front door and let anybody come walking in off the street and make themselves at home, that would freak you out a little bit. And I'm guessing when you saw them, you wouldn't be very kind and ask them or invite them to leave. You would be very firmly commanding them to leave. So that's what you need to do in this case too. This is your domain and you have control and they have to honor that. So they have to leave, period. No open ended conversation there. No wiggle room. Don't leave the final decision up to them. So sometimes if you are uncertain or even uncertain of your own power to make this happen, they may see that as an invitation or a possible invitation that you're willing to let them stay. You can't give them any opportunity. So my suggestion is practice. Just keep saying it as many times as you need to say very convincingly, you have to leave now, period. You have to leave now. The more you say that, the more confident you become and the more convincing you become to yourself and probably them as well. Yes, sage helps. And I like to burn that along with sweetgrass or cedar or juniper works as well because those promote the positive energy as sage is clearing out the negative energy. So not necessary, but you can definitely do that. The other thing I'm sure you've heard me say, if you've listened to the podcast, is that when I'm saging, I go through the house and my constant prayer and affirmation is only love and light is welcome here. If you are not of love, you must leave now. The whole time 
I'm saging. I'm repeating that. Only love and light are welcome here. Just because someone's camping out in your house and you don't want them there because you're not comfortable and frankly, they really don't have any business being there. They need to go on about their own business. But that doesn't mean that they're evil or bad or ill-intentioned. It just means they don't need to be here. So just saying only love and light are welcome here, anything less than that has to leave, leaves room for them because that doesn't mean they're not of love and light. They just are hanging around. So specifically tell that entity, this being that I feel right now, you have to leave. You have other business to take care of, go do it. So if you try this several times, it's not working, you're getting frustrated. You know, the thing is you can always hand them off to your angels. We often overlook or underestimate what they can do for us and they're happy to come on in. So just call on your angels and ask them to escort this unwanted visitor to wherever is the best place for them to go for their highest and best good. And the angels will take it from there. Radhika referred back to a podcast where Thomas and I were talking about people in our lives in our soul pod who have come in to help us learn some of our tough lessons maybe and they've done their job really well. So she's acknowledging how this can really help us learn and experience. But the question is, how and when do you know that two people are not meant to be together because on a soul level, you chose to teach each other? Wow, this can get really complicated and convoluted, I think, because relationships are complicated and convoluted, right? No matter what kind of a relationship whether it's a spousal or love relationship or sibling or parent-child, no matter what, relationships are messy. And here's the hard part. There are so many things to know. Sometimes your lesson or somebody's lesson might be setting boundaries. It might be self-love. It might be learning to be selfless or more selfish. And what is your lesson with one person doesn't mean it's your lesson with somebody else, although there can be a theme in your life. And if you don't learn your lessons, they get to show up in other opportunities, which seem to gain momentum each time you choose not to embrace them. (laughs) I know I've had that cosmic two by four many times and my path now, as much as I can help it, is ease and grace. So I think when you're looking at the people in your life and the lessons and opportunities that are presented to you, looking for themes isn't a bad thing. If something repeatedly shows up and it even might be bosses, maybe you have an employer that is just unbearable. You end up leaving that job, go to another job. And what do you know? This employer has those exact same characteristics or traits that drove you crazy in the previous one. That's when I think it's time to look and go, um, okay, this is about me. This is clearly me, not them. So what is here for me to learn? And again, it might be you setting boundaries, finding your voice, speaking your truth, standing in integrity when you're asked to not be integrous. But when we're dealing with family, that's a whole different layer because it's more complex And these are the people you signed on with for life. At the same time, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go extremes. Abuse is never okay. So if you are an adult in an abusive relationship, you need to set very hard boundaries. And an abuser is typically not going to just suddenly turn a new leaf and stop. 
So this is an opportunity to really practice self-love, setting boundaries and find your voice to make sure that you and anybody else is safe. So that's the extreme. And let's go more mainstream. In any sort of relationship that you just seem to be at a dead end and you can't seem to work it out. Maybe you used to be very close and you've grown apart or whatever your situation may be. How do you know when it's just time to throw in the towel? I honestly think that that's something only you know. And yeah, I do think you should look at all your possible options. Explore everything available. And one thing the goddesses talk about now seems like more than ever is the importance of communication, very clear communication to express your wants, needs, feelings, desires. Everything that is relevant needs to come out on the table. And in a mutually loving and caring relationship, there will be compromises made, right, to meet these, to accommodate each other. And sometimes you've just gone beyond that point. I do absolutely believe that there are times it is time to walk away, but nobody can tell you when that is. That is something only you can know. But as always, your soul team is completely here to help you. You have to ask. The way I do that is try to get the emotion out of the way. And when we're talking about our own stuff, it's really hard to get your own emotion out of the way. Ask your guides to show you or your angels what is in my highest and best good to resolve this conflict because if it's in your highest and best good, it's also in the other person's highest and best good. And the thing is, you have to just be really, really open. And if it's a yes, no question, if what you really wanting to know is, is it okay to end this? Is it okay to move on? Or I really want this to work out. Can this work out for our highest and best good? Ask your question and then be with it and really focus on your heart space. How does it feel to you? One of the suggestions that they've given me is to get centered, right? And then feel, not imagine, not visualize, but feel yourself taking one position. Feel yourself leaving this relationship, walking away. How does it feel? And then go back to neutral and feel yourself staying in this relationship and working it out. How does that feel to you? Don't let your mind get in there and start telling you how it has to work. Don't let your mind micromanage. All you're looking at is the feeling. And that typically you're going to get a pretty strong indicator because you really already know you're just looking for confirmation. Another technique that I find hugely helpful is to step away from all of those details that are emotional and get our minds all screwed up and think about how you want to feel because that's the bottom line. How do you want to feel in any given relationship? Do you want to feel respected, love? You want connection? Do you want to laugh? That's the mind part. How do you want to feel? Think about it when you're with that person. And then once you've identified what feelings you really want, what's most important to you, now get your head out of the way. Now you get to just practice feeling it. Let yourself go there, keeping your mind out Feel the joy, feel the connection and the unconditional love and how it feels to be laughing and stay in that feeling for as long as you can. And then when your mind starts coming in and say, okay, to feel that way, these things have to happen. That's when you're done. Your mind is coming in to micromanage. Get out of the way, mind. 
So just turn it off and you're done. And it might be 30 seconds of feeling it. It might be five minutes of feeling it until your mind comes in. Just stay with it as long as you can and then walk away. And then when it randomly comes up or you get an opportunity later in the day, do it again. The more times each day you can go there into the feeling space, the more quickly you can bring that to you because that's what you're putting out there. And ultimately, isn't all that really matters is that you're feeling that joy and happiness and whatever those feelings are that you're craving, no matter how you get them, isn't that what really matters? So if you're still having lessons and sharing growth opportunities with this other person and it's in your highest and best to be together, then you will be together. But you can help each other be together more joyfully because you're creating those situations. I'm sorry if that sounds very ambiguous and I wish there was a cut and dry and yes and no answer, a cookie cutter answer, but there's just not because the universe is way more complex than that and we always have free will and how we're going to manage our situations. I think what's important is to realize that happiness and love are our goals. And when you're coming from a place of love, self-love and love for others, the answer is yes. That's the right way to do it. And your team is there to help you with that. And sometimes going through this mud and the muck is part of the journey. And after you've crawled through all of it, sometimes it's okay to walk away. And that leads us right into Kathy's question. She's asking about soul pods. So she said, okay, it makes sense that any significant relationship you have is someone in your soul group. But what about your spouse and your in-laws and sometimes your outlaws? And then what if it's a blended family so that you have stepchildren and a whole piece there? And then what about your ex and your new partner's ex? And how does that all work out? And yes, that's confusing and it's a rabbit hole. And holy cow, what a question. And she said in a related question, is it possible to be related to somebody and not feel like they're part of your soul group? So again, we're talking in-laws and outlaws here. Answer is always yes, yes, and yes. So I think this is again where the universe is so vast, it's very difficult for us to comprehend. But if you think about how long there has been life on earth or any other planet, so back to the beginning of time for which we don't have a period, time period, that's a lot. We just know that's a lot of time. And we do, I believe, go through time with our soul groups. But those can be very large groups. And we may spend many lifetimes with a few people playing key roles and then other lifetimes with other people playing key roles. And by people, I mean soul people, right? So yeah, I think it's absolutely possible that in this lifetime, the family or people that you are are feeling the closest to or have the most interactions with have that agreement in this lifetime. And then there may be more peripheral players that you may have in your soul group or may not. I do think that we definitely have encounters with people that are not in our soul group. And by encounter, who knows? I mean, this seems like such a long time to us But when you're talking about the span of infinity, this lifetime is nothing but a little blip. I'm not even sure if it registers a blip. 
So if you have a lifetime with some other people that seem to be bigger roles like your in-laws, well, they may have signed on because you do have things to help each other with. But that doesn't mean they're part of your maybe inner circle. They're an outer circle. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But think about people that you have met and maybe only been in your life for a very short period of time, but you walked away with such an impression. Maybe that short period of time taught you some huge, very important lessons in your lifetime. Although they were very insignificant as the amount of time they spent with you, but it was a big takeaway. So is the amount of time correlated to the importance in your life? And does that correlate to the importance of your soul group? Mm, Too many factors there for me to figure out. And really all that matters, I mean, this is where I just go down the rabbit hole And eventually I thought, okay, what matters is that we are here in this lifetime to figure it out. We're here to be the best person that we can possibly be and to love and to share love and to be love. And other people are going to put obstacles and growth opportunities in our way to help us overcome to be a greater source of love. So I don't know all the details. I just know it's full of challenges And what happened before this lifetime or after this lifetime is not relevant to this lifetime unless it shows up in a way that is relevant right now. And sometimes that does happen. This, I've coined this as kind of a culmination lifetime with past experiences, positive and not so positive that we can heal and benefit from that are coming forth into this lifetime as well as we're moving into a much higher energy. But other than that, on some of this other stuff, it just doesn't matter you know, if I have karma with somebody, because whether or not I do, I want to be the best person to that person that I can be now. I want to believe that whatever obstacles and challenges I've had in the past, I've loved through them, I've grown through them, and now I get to show up the way I want to be. And that is a choice that I get to make regardless of anything else. And there are some people that I know, and it can be family, that are not healthy for me to be around, either physically, emotionally, or mentally. And I've been on this planet, I've taken 50 plus laps around the sun, and I've gotten really clear for me that it's okay to walk away sometimes for my or my children's safety on any level. But leave that door open that because people can grow and heal. And I'm open to renewing a relationship if it can be a healthy one. But I'm not interested in not healthy. I have, And I know that setting boundaries has been one of my life lessons in a big way. Kathy, I'm right there with you. I can go down that rabbit hole in so many ways that my head spins. And so finally, I have to just step back and bring it present and say, Wow, the universe is big, so what is relevant to me right now? All right, let's wrap up with a far lighter question that was just kind of cool. This was actually a conversation in the Facebook group initiated by Ileana and Kelly jumped in. They have both had some very vivid dreams where they were actually other people, but they could see and 
feel that person's emotion like they were an observer so they could see that person and feel what that person was feeling. And as far as the time, it seemed current, like modern times. And it was in a dream format. So they it felt like a dream, but at the same time, it felt they were very connected to this person that they were seeing. So the question was, okay, is it possible to live more than one lifetime at a time? Could this be another version of themselves that they were seeing? Or were they visiting someone else in their dreams that were sharing a lesson and they could benefit from kind of dropping in and watching this person and sharing their feelings to gain their experience or lesson as well? Or was this just a meaningless dream? What a cool experience. Vivid dreams. Love them. And again, I think there's just a whole lot of possibilities here. What about parallel universes? Yep, there's that possibility that you are living multiple lifetimes all at the same time because time is not linear. So absolutely every possibility that you can think of is happening in another version of you right now in another reality. So in that explanation, the person that you're watching in your dream or interacting with is you. You would identify yourself physically and emotionally as you. But what they were asking about specifically was somebody that was clearly not them. It was a different person. So is there a possibility that you do have shared experiences or that you could jump over there, observe, feel them live vicariously to experience or learn something? Why not? (laughs) I think anything that we can even fathom is definitely a possibility in the universe. All right, and here's another one. What about remote viewing? Without intending to, is it possible that you went to another place right now that's happening and you were just viewing what was going on? I think remote viewing sometimes is spontaneous and we don't know what brings it on. It might even play into a premonition so that this is somebody that you run into or meet in the future and there is something that you're going to share or learn from them. Or maybe it's somebody that's in your soul pod, but not directly related in your life in this lifetime. They're having their own experiences, but on a soul level, you're connected. And hey, you just went to check them out. You're hanging out a little bit. Many options, so many opportunities, so many rabbit holes. (laughs) I love it. I love your questions and your deep thinking. And I don't have all the answers. I'm on this journey right along with you. So I'm happy to share my experiences. I love having questions that get my thoughts going, maybe in directions I haven't gone for a while or in totally new directions. And I love you giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts with you and maybe get you thinking in new ways too. It's all about sharing this journey with each other. And thank you for letting me into your journey. I appreciate it. Again, you can get me at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com on our website, soulfoodtalks.com. Thomas and I both have a variety of opportunities there. You can get astrology with Thomas, sessions set up with me. There's a lot of freebies as far as meditations and some astrological chart readings that he's done about the election and all kinds of stuff. There's even some kundalini freebies on there. So we're happy for you to check us out at soulfoodtalks.com. We love to hear from you. And until next time, namaste.